Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Podcast. I am your host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, and welcome to episode 302, entitled, These Bitches is Waiting for the Downfall of Bussy. Um, we like to welcome you, as always, to episode 302. Good Bussy season has officially arrived. Um, thank you to everyone who... Um, listen to the premiere episode or season three premiere episode, but see how we appreciate you as always. And um, yeah, I'm just thankful Amber's here. We have a very special guest, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> come on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so as always, I'm gonna start with my AKAs. I am the head doctress, aka the undisputed bussy champion, aka top five bussy dead or alive, aka the dean of good bussy university aka if they're talking about my bussy it's delicious and i am now going to introduce the i get are you a uk can we call you the uk girl now oh yeah so, since you bruv, just got back from london what, what up bruv <laughs> tally ho <laughs> my <laughs> beautiful co-host amber milan hey what's up what's up y'all it's your girl amber aka uh the black girl that's really an emo black dot is that how we doing it? Um, also, aka Amy Depressions, aka Savoy's partner in thought, aka phone sex operator extraordinaire. Come on. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. Y'all, I, I need more aka's, but I'm trying. I had to come up with ones today. So I know I heard your de- dean of Bussy University. Good dean of Good Bussy. Okay. Good Bussy University. I love that. Um, it's very important that, you know, I've started the school. Uh-huh. I'm kind of like Professor X. Uh-huh. Um, when are your office hours? Um, Professor Bus is my actual name. Okay. Um, Professor my of- Bus. Mm-hmm. My office hours are generally anytime between 11 and 6. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cause I I got issues getting up, so we start at eleven. I'm done. <laughs> Don't get there before eleven, cause I won't be there. I'm done. Um, and then we end at six p.m. So yeah, nice, right. nice. Um, once again, today's episode is entitled "These Bitches Is Waiting Waiting for the Downfall of Bussy." Um, and now we're gonna introduce our guest. She's mm. a- <laughs> Are y'all ready? I'm not ready. You ready? I, okay. So first of all. I want to say that this, um, I'm very excited. I've, I, we, me and Amber put on our vision board of who we wanted for season three. Um, and she is one of the, um, guests that we were like, okay, we got to make it happen. We got to make it happen. Um, I'm just going to play a little tidbit for y'all just to give y'all an idea of who's today's episode belongs to. So when I say that these bitches don't support me, they're waiting for the downfall of Bussy. This is why it is the overall mother and the your host of Ballroom and the number one radio show, Just Kelly Show, Miss Just Kelly. Hello, how y'all doing? Welcome to the Eat Pray Thought Podcast. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs> I love that Jess Kelly is a, like, she's so shy. Like, I love it. She, she came in and I was just ready for her to like be with the shit. So I know she is going to eventually get with the shit. So eventually I get there. Yeah, I'm not used to, you know, I'm not used to doing interviews. Okay. I'm used to, you know, controlling the shit yeah i feel that mm. so you know i'm here 
Okay. And we gonna rock out and we gonna turn this motherfucker out. Okay. Hey. Yes. Come on. So, um, just Kelly, is there anything you would like the girls to know about you? Any like your favorite? You know. Have you smacked anyone up today? Did you almost think about smacking someone up today? You know, your favorite color? Just, you know, any tip, fun tidbits. No, I didn't think about smacking nobody up today. Today is Sunday. Okay. It's the Lord's Day. Look, so, look. You, don't, you don't partake in violence on the Lord's Day. So, you know. But besides that, it's just a relaxing rainy Sunday okay. here in New York City. Okay. And we're just going to rock out. Okay. All right. So, as always, we start the show with Bussy Pep Talks, which is one reason why myself, Amber, and the guests are proud of ourselves for the week. Um, I'm going to do a little differently. I'm going to let Amber take this to go first this time. Okay. Um, what am I proud of myself for this week? Um, okay. So, I'm going to also talk a little bit, or I can do this after, too, but I want to talk about my UK trip a yes. little bit. Um, but one, I'm very proud of myself, um, because one thing that I've been learning, like in therapy is like make it cause I'm always trying to, I, I basically hate like messing up. I hate making mistakes. I hate like that kind of thing. Like we talk about in therapy a lot about like, I don't always have to be this like perfect person or like have to do everything so perfectly. And so, um, what I am proud of myself about is just basically saying like you can make mistakes you can be a person you can be a human because sometimes I think I need to be a robot in order to like you know be an okay human but that's not what being a human being is it's about making mistakes it's about you know you know owning up to those mistakes and like moving forward and if I fall down I fall down and I get back up so um I'm proud of myself for for that revelation okay you know what that is grow mm-hmm. amen mm-hmm. um i'm proud of myself for this week because yesterday i had um a therapy session as those of you who may know my therapist or some some of y'all may know some of y'all may not know my therapist moved to san antonio texas on me um because i guess people like texas i don't know why but anyways um <laughs> shout out to houston and dallas because y'all fuck with us but um <laughs> nonetheless she moved to texas so we've been doing um video conference sessions and or video like facetime essentially i don't know why i said video conference sessions anyways um and i had like i guess a proud cry um because she asked me what was my what has my, what has my fuel for the last year been? And I literally was just like, my fuel has been really just like loving myself and taking care of myself and really making myself a priority. And I've really been doing a great job this that of that this year, I feel like, especially because, as y'all know, the um, top of the year was very, very difficult for me. Um, <clears throat> so it was just like a, a kind of like a, I don't know, serendipitous full circle moment where I realized like the work is actually taking place. The healing is happening and I'm, I'm stepping into a better me, so to speak, and and a happier me. So that is my bussy pep talk. Just Kelly, what are you proud of yourself for this week? Mm, I'm proud of myself this week because I've been through a lot in the last, uh, couple of years and I have accomplished so much and came so far and 
just to have uh, a good person on my side supporting me. I'm proud about that for this week. Okay. Come on. Oh, that's what's up. Here's to to people supporting us. <laughs> Come on. Um. All right. So we're just gonna start the show as we always do with E. Um. So we're gonna get jump right into it. If you were to have a restaurant, what would be the name of it, and what would be your signature dish? If I was that, I always that that's ironic. I laugh when I see the uh, the question, and I because I always wanted to open a restaurant. And I wanted to call it Lumps. Okay. And the reason I wanted to call it Lumps, because that's what they used to call my grandmother. Okay. And it's just like, it's really ironic that we're sitting here and it's like full circle. And I was just telling him that um, I used to live in this area back in the days. I grew up in the projects right around the corner. Okay. And I was never able to walk up 140th street because it was so much drugs and everything mm. this block was my threshold to get from frederick Douglass mm-hmm. to lennox avenue to the hospital so this area is where i'm, I'm familiar with everybody and my grandmother mm-hmm. and my grandmother used to always cook and that's how i learned how to cook so if i was to have a restaurant it would be called lumps and for a signature dish, mm-hmm. I don't know what signature dish because my grandmother taught me how to cook so many different things. So it would be all different types of things on the uh, on the menu that anybody can enjoy. Okay. Whether you was black, white, Asian, everybody would enjoy it. Come on, lumps. I like lumps. Mm-hmm. That sound real like down home. Yeah, because my family was from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. So... Come on, Jackson, that, South Carolina. It would be lumps. Were okay. they Geechee? Very. <laughs> very much so. What does Geechee mean? Geechee is just like a... not. A, it's not a, a culture, basically. So it's like the Gullah people. So, yeah. um, And so they were also called Geechee. Mm. Uh, and they're mostly like in the South Carolina area. Like there's mm. like, like Gullah Gullah Island. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, because yeah. when you said that, I was like, I thought of Gullah and, Gullah Island. Yeah, so it's basically a like show. a show. Iconic. So it, they sound very Caribbean, but they're very country. Um, their food's really good. Very. Very, very good. Some good old some good old fish. Yes. Some chitlins, some okay, collard greens, yes. some macaroni and cheese. Okay. You know, all of that good stuff. Okay. That good good. Yes, come on lumps. <laughs> right. I would eat chitlins from lumps. I don't really eat chitlins no more, but Oh, I cook chillings. I cook. I'm basically, I'm like the only person, like, it's not really a lot of people in my family that knows how to clean and cook mm-hmm. chillings the right way. If you don't know how to do it the right way, you can't just eat chillings from anybody. This is a fact. Yeah. So can you tell us, how would you, what, can you give us a quick tutorial on the best way to cook chitlins? <sighs> Oh my God! It takes it takes so long because you have to you have to soak them you have mm-hmm. to soak them for hours and then after you soak them you got to sit there and then you be bending over this uh the sink, cleaning the fat out of it and making sure it's cleaned the correct way and then you have to clean them three and four times before you even get a chance to put them on the stove before they start stinking up your house. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it's all worth it. I love it. <laughs> okay. All right. I had chillings. I'm trying to think about the last time I had chillings. I, I had like chillings like last year. 
Remember? Yeah. I had that. Because my mom cooks them. Well, not even last year. The top of the year. My mom cooks them for uh, New Year's. Yeah. My mom's from the South, too. So. Well, I cook them all, I cook them all the time. You cook them year-round? If if somebody had a choice, I would I would cook them every day. If uh, if someone had a that's choice, your, that's your signature dish right there. Some chitlins at yes, lunch. See, but that the whole thing is, I just the whole thing is, I just started eating pork again. I haven't ate oh. pork. I haven't ate pork in years, and I don't even eat chitlins. I cook them, but I don't eat them. Oh, so how you like? So do you like at least you taste them though, like or just like a taste? No. Try? So when you cooking, you just. That's the taster. Come on. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't eat them. I try and it's just like it's just the gag reflex. And I used to eat them back mm-hmm. in the days. But the gag reflex on them is just like mm, I just cook I cook them for everybody else. And it's just it's every time if if they had because in New York they don't sell chillings all year round in New mm-hmm. York City. So they a seasonal thing here in New York. But if they sold them all year round between him and my brother, I'll be cooking chitlins every day mm. because that's all they want to eat. Mm. Come on, chitlins. Okay. Okay, so chitlins, so chitlins would be part of maybe one of the signatures. Chitlins, probably chitlins and probably some macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Okay. Macaroni if you and ever want to like let me come over for some macaroni and cheese, I'm totally down. Well, I don't do a lot of cooking. I haven't done a lot of cooking lately. Okay, but whenever you're ready, I'm I'm not. I'm you know, cooking I'm for thang- I'm cooking for Thanksgiving. If y'all want to come over, okay. Oh. Look, look, look. I'm there. Yes, I'm there. And I'm making chitlins. Come on, that's definitely on the recipe. Okay. On the menu. I mean, okay. I see it. Um, do you have a go-to pre-ball meals or snack? No, I don't eat before a ball. Mm. Why? Why not? Because I don't want to. I don't want to feel bloated. Mm. Okay. You know, sense. I'm a big girl, so when it comes to wearing a particular things to go to a ball, I never eat before a ball. And then I wait, and I come back home, and I and I'll eat something once I get back home. But I don't want to feel bloated, and I don't want something sitting on sitting on top of me while I'm at a ball. So I really, I really don't eat. I get up in the morning, I may have a snack or something, or have some breakfast, and then that's the last thing I eat until I come back from a ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you could choose anyone dead or alive to have dinner with for one hour, who would it be? My grandmother. Mm. That's that's hands down. I when I seen that question, I was like, okay, yeah, that's hands down. It would definitely be my grandmother. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. All right. So, um, you next question. Actually, you have a very close relation. You had a very close relationship with your grandmother Lumps, correct? Yes. Um, what is the favorite dish that she made for you? Like, what is your favorite? Like, okay, like. One of my favorite dishes that my grandmother made for me that I don't know how to make. She used to make this, like, she used to get chicken with these egg noodles. And I don't know what sauce she used to use and mix them together. And it was just so good. And that's one of the things that I don't know how to make. I do not know how to put that dish together to save my life. So were you like in the kitchen with your your grandmother all the time? Or all the time, like I and my like uh, people say like how people say oh well this person taught me this and this person taught me that. My grandmother didn't teach me anything. I just sat there and I watched, mm-hmm. and from watching I picked up 
on everything that she was doing. Like, no one in my family can make my grandmother's red rice. Everybody calls me and be like, can you make mommy's red rice? I need some red rice for the baby shower. I need some red rice for this. If you bring the stuff, I'll make it. But... I just sat there and I just watched and I just picked up on and I just picked up on everything just by watching. And she never taught me or said anything about anything. I just watched. That's how I learned how to cook, too. Yeah. Like I just watched. My, my mom showed me how to make some things. But like for the most part, it was just from like watching her. Yeah. Uh, my mom would just my mom was funny because she never let us in the kitchen like she would get so mad. She'd be like, get the fuck out of the kitchen. Like anytime we would come in. And so I think. I just learned because I looked at, I was just like, oh, I want to cook this. And I just, I I don't know. I just kind of had it in me, I Come feel on. like. Come but on, organic. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were a late night snack, which one would you be? If I was a late night snack, which one would I be? I don't know. Mm. What's your favorite late night snack? It depends. But last night, let me see. My late night snack last night was tilapia and home fries. Come that's on, a, oh, that's a meal. That's a real meal. <laughs> it was it was on a sauce. It was on a saucer, so it wasn't a, a big plate. Oh, gotcha. It was a saucer. Okay. And it was one piece of tilapia and something. That was my late night snack. And before that, it was a, a bowl of Fruit Loops. Like an hour before that. It's this a, is a very interesting mix. It's it it's a it's a, it depends because you know he cooks a lot of different things. So it's like we just we 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 fat for no reason. Well, I'm fat for a reason, but he's not fat. I call him fat all the time <laughs> because we just we just eat. What's your favorite cereal? Is it Fruit Loops? No, my favorite my my actually my favorite cereal is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's solid. That's a solid choice. I love cinnamon toast crunch. Like I will eat cinnamon toast crunch all the time, and I ate the last bowl two days ago. So <laughs> I already got fruit. I only got fruit loops and um and Frankenberries left. Mm-hmm. And also, who she's referring to, y'all, because y'all can't see, but uh, it's her husband. Uh, so yeah, okay. shout out to him. Come on, black love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Complete the following sentence. My favorite condiment is dot 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 because dot dot dot. My favorite condiment is hot sauce because I love to put it on everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you one of the people who put hot sauce on your eggs? No, I don't put it on my eggs. Okay. I, not my breakfast food, my lunch, <laughs> my lunch, and my dinner. I put the hot sauce on, but I put hot sauce on everything. Okay. Like. Before tasting it or anything, I put a hot sauce on it. And you know when you uh, when a lot of people when people cook and they think they're a good cook, whether they're a home cook or a chef, they get mad when you put condiments on the stuff before even tasting it. But that's just me. I need hot sauce. Like if I could carry my bottle of hot sauce in my purse, I would carry my bottle of hot sauce in my purse. What's your go-to hot sauce like brand? Um, uh, Red Devil. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's my. This is the second like, time somebody brought that yes. up. It's, 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 and I don't think like I've ever everything. Had it. Like I be so like listen. When I go to Atlanta or yeah, go someplace like to the south, mm-hmm. they do not have it in their stores, and I be mad, and I have to get other. I have to get other hot sauce. They like, have it they, in New York, Red Devil. Yeah, they have it mm-hmm. in New York, but they don't have it when I go to the south. Like, but I love it. Like, 
I love it. Okay, come on, Red Devil. Look, we need look. This is the second time in Verona. Maybe we need to get a Red Devil sponsorship. <laughs> get these coins. All right, so we'll go right into pray. We start pray the same way every single time. What is your passion? My passion right now. My passion right now is getting my apartment together because we just moved. Okay. And my second passion on top of that is, you know, fixing my relationship. You know, relationships is rocky. You have ups and you have downs. Mm -hmm. So that's my passion for right now. Okay. Look, shout out to you because I can't keep a nigga. Um, Same. Ooh, child, the ghetto. And niggas is the ghetto. Um, (laughs) um, So... We have, so I asked a few friends, I was like, I'm having just Kelly on the show. What are some questions you would like to ask her? Some people sent some questions that were a little messy. Um, Even though I know you are with the shits, I wanted to like, want to scale the mess down, you know, because some of the girls was ready. And I was like, y'all need to calm down. Okay. So how did you get into the ballroom scene and what made you want to be a part of ballroom? Um, so... Back in the days um, when I when my mother finally got custody back of myself and my brothers and sisters, we moved to the polo grounds, and so I was at my cousin's house, and her boyfriend at the time, I was in the um, I was in the bathroom, and they was in the room, and I heard them talking about they was going to this club. On um, 28th Street. And so it was time for me to, uh, it was time for me to go home. Cause I was, well, it wasn't time for me to go home, but I was going home. And I, I said to myself, they going to a club on a Wednesday night on 28th Street. And so me being an inquisitive child, I went down to the train station and uh, this is for we smartphones and all types of things of that nature. And I got the train map. And I said, let me see what train goes to 28th Street. And so I seen that the 109 went to 28th Street. And then it was another, I forgot at the time, what train on the east side. I think it was the 6th train went to 28th Street on the 6th line. And I said to myself, where are they going at or 28th Street? So I said, we don't party uh, on the east side. Come so on, we don't party. We don't party on the east side. You know, back in the days, the east side was for the Caucasian children. So I went upstairs and I got dressed. I got on the train. I went to 28th Street. And so I seen the shadow was uh, on 28th Street between 8th and 7th Avenue. And then I seen this other club. So I walked down to the shadow and it was a bunch of Caucasian people on the line, a couple of uh, African-American children on the line. I get the very, yeah, they not going to this club. I think they going to this first one that I passed. So I went back and I sat outside on the water hydrant and they came up and they gagged that I was outside the club. And so... It was like, what are you doing here? I said, y'all said y'all was going to this club and y'all didn't invite me. Like, we all around. Y'all only two years older than me. Why y'all didn't invite me? So, 
we went inside and it was called it was the clubhouse and it was on 28th street and that was my first time being introduced to ballroom and seeing the different uh transgender girls and the different ags and the drag queens and everything and if you had a clip from back then i used to sit at the top of the stage on the steps with my mouth just to the floor just gagging in an awe of what people how i said it back then how boys look like 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 how boys look like women and i was just like oh my god like yeah this is dope and so that's how i got introduced into ballroom did you foresee yourself like becoming a legend? Did you? Is that something that you saw or? No, my whole when when it came when it came to a uh, ballroom, I never wanted to be um, a legend or to become an icon in ballroom. The only thing I ever wanted in ballroom was once I decided to start being a drag queen was to win drag's realness of the year Mm -hmm. that was my inspiration at the time now everybody's inspiration now when it comes to ballroom is to become a legend or to become an icon mine was just to to inspire to win drag's realness of the year and i did that i did that uh twice but the two times that I did win Drag's Realness of the Year, I wasn't home to celebrate it because I got uh, mixed up into the scene and wound up doing different credit cards and checks frauds. So I was in jail when I did win. Wow. How did you win from jail? Because the year of me walking, I was out walking, and then when the award season came, I was in prison Damn. when I got uh, when I was in, yeah when I got nominated and won the two times I did win, Damn. so I never got a chance to uh, actually celebrate those two times that I did win. Well, we celebrating you today. Yeah. Come on, come Thank on, you. come on, come on. He prayed that drag real. Yes. <laughs> the he prayed that ball. <laughs> yes. The the busty ball. Oh oh, can we do a busty ball? Yes, absolutely. Come on, that's that's what we gonna call our first tour, the busty ball. <laughs> uh, so what makes someone legendary to you? And has anyone have you like deemed anybody recently a legend? No, I haven't. I don't. I don't. I don't get involved. I don't get involved in uh, the demon process. Like if they call me, if. Uh, if people in ballroom call me, like different legends or icons call me about them deeming someone, I'll give them my opinion on the situation. But I don't get involved in the uh, demon process of that nature. And then I also really don't talk about, uh, you know, do I see somebody's status or things of that nature. I don't get involved in all of those type of politics when it comes to uh to ballroom because I know it was a rocky road and people feel some type of way about my statuses so I don't get involved in uh, those type of questions or things when it comes to ballroom I don't talk about it I just say oh yeah okay whatever okay this probably I don't know if this is like a dumb question or not but um, (laughs) as someone who is not as familiar with the ball scene like and also like know it through I guess like the show pose how does one get deemed a legend? Like, is it, is it like, 
the well, community deems you a legend or is it like a committee? Uh, it'd be um so like if you were your woman mm-hmm. and if you would walk in woman's face or woman's runway, those women that came before you would come after you walk in balls for five years and they would acknowledge you as being a legend. Got you. Because they have paved the way prior to you. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So who were some of the legends that paved the way for you? In your opinion, like who paved the way? Like who, well, were, who did you aspire to be, so to speak? Well, I didn't I didn't inspire I didn't inspire to be um anybody. Um in a ballroom because when I came out I was the platform the platform that I have now is not the platform that I ever seen for myself and now that I'm on this platform the people that came before me they don't still they still don't see me as their equal because uh, y'all wanted my sister here, but you know she can't talk like that. So mm. um, my sister MC Deborah hates when I uh, say this, but I was a not. I was a not. What does that mean? A not is a nobody. Is the bottom is the bottom of the barrel. So I was a not when it comes to the legends and the icons of the generation before me, I was a not, I was not supposed to elevate myself up to where I elevated myself up to, but it was, my mouth is just disrespectful. And I say, and I say what's on my, I say what's on my mind when it comes to, when it comes to ballroom. Like if I see something that, you know, I think is uh, wrong. I'm going to speak on it. Like I'm the voice of the people, like all the opinions and different things that I have on my radio show and stuff. It's not my opinions. It's opinions of other people that send it over to me via text, via inbox, via Twitter, Instagram, whatever, because they can't, they can't speak for themselves. And I'm not just going to let nobody just bullied me so but i be i became the voice and my mouth became disrespectful and that's how i was able to elevate myself to where i'm at now when it comes to ballroom can i ask why you were considered or not like what why is that? oh girl i was a not girl child please i would go to the club girl. <laughs> i would go to the club i would go to the club in full drags girl and she listen my feet would start hurting, baby. My wig was too tight, baby. Listen, that shit had to come off. I would, I would, I would be in the middle of the club, bitch, and I'll turn it to a whole boy as a girl in the club, bitch. Like, listen, this shit got this wig got to go. Put it in my bag, baby. Take these shoes off, baby. Listen, those type of things, and like you know, and when it came to when I first came out, I was. Uh, trying to walk uh butch queen vogue femme and that's uh for like vogue and i was trying to walk big boys runway i was trying to walk big boys face i was getting chopped for all of those different categories those Mm. categories didn't suit me so those things like to come out to a ball and knowing that you're not these categories back in the days and still now and continue and walk in multiple categories and knowing you're not those categories those was naughty those 
was naughty uh, aspects to when it came to. The I love naughty aspects. Come on, naughty yeah. Aspects. And then when it came to the, when it came to the Fab Girls, and you know, and so I just had to I had to find I had to find my scribe, and when I found it. It was in that uh, black little uh, Reebok book bag that I used to put on my back and go right to um, 138th Street in St. Nicholas to the uh, to the back of the C train and uh, put that wig on, honey, and pull those jeans up and, and tie that shirt at the back and get on the train and go downtown. And she hit the back of the floor and she was this girl and that was my and that was my that was my niche when it came to ballroom. Is I was I had good skin and I already and when I first came out into the scene, everybody already thought I was a dyke. So me putting on a wig just enhanced, you know, me looking like a girl. Mm-hmm. Was it hard like trying to find your stride? Like, do you feel like like finding the category that best suited you? Like, it, it was. It was. It and took, what was like? How many years did that take, or how long? It took it me. It took me about. It took me about. Two, it took me about two years of going to the clubhouse, until I found. Until I found my niche and mm. knew that voguing wasn't for me. You know, at that time, it wasn't for me. Big boy's face wasn't for me. You know, big boy's runway wasn't for me. It was that wasn't it. But when I took those, when I took those uh, Fubu jeans and tied them up real tight, and you Come know, on, Fubu. yeah, you know, you had to, you know, you pull those pants up real tight and make them fit, and then you know, you tie that white t shirt in the back and you throw that wig on and put some lip gloss on, honey. And I had my book bag and I was just, I was just popping, and it was just like, okay. Bitch, this is it right here for me, bitch. Doing this, that was that was it for me, and and then I found my niche, and that was my niche in ballroom was to become a, a track queen. What would you? So, if somebody wanted to find who might have joined uh, the ballroom scene and still haven't found their niche, what would you suggest for them? You just got. You just gotta. You just gotta get your feet. You gotta get your feet wet. And you know they have a lot of like uh like kiki scene things and different like Vogue nights and things. I don't think when it comes to ballroom, I don't think somebody should just jump. And I wouldn't advise because ballroom is a dog eat world. Like ballroom will chew you up and spit you out if you don't have the skin. So I think a lot of people that's coming into the scene right now and want to be a part of it because everything that's going on with all the different things that's going on on social media with the scene and things, I think they need to find them a Vogue night in their local city and train there until they actually get the talent that they need to actually come to the big stage because if you're not ready for the big stage it would definitely it would definitely hurt you in um in the long run trying to get out there and it's not that the commentators are being fierce this is what they get paid to do it's like to keep the energy and stuff and mock people for doing things bad so if just try vogue nights or something before you come to the main stage because you know you got people out here, they don't give a fuck about you. You know, they act like they do, but they really don't. Gotcha. Mm. So you say you're the voice. How? What What made you take on that responsibility to be the voice? I didn't, I didn't ask. I didn't ask for the responsibility. Mm-hmm. So um, 
back in the days, back in the days, um, Tom Blumenthal started um, his radio station on Blog Talk Radio. Um, and it was called Serve the Kids. And it was a ball, it was a, our first ballroom um, radio station. And so once Tom stopped doing um, Serve the Kids, um, him and my sister Jasmine uh, Couture had a great relationship with each other. And so Jasmine had the idea that she was going to do a radio station um, with uh, Andre Mizrahi. And so it was called the, uh, she got, Tom gave her his number for blog talk and she switched it over from serve the kids and it was called lessons with the icon and Andre was the icon and I was his co-host on lessons with the icons. But Jasmine, me and Jasmine, our sister relationship, we had private conversations and she knew that Andre didn't have the capacity or the mindset to take on something and continue a project. He starts a project and then he stops the project at midway. So she knew that it wasn't going to last that long. So I was there and I was at I was a I was a co-host. And prior before I was a co-host on that show when tom used to have served the kids i used to call in and just be on the show and like asking most mad questions and at this time this is when i was being i was illegal so i had like six different cell phones because the girls didn't like me so i would call listen i would call in to serve the kids and i would have every phone on their switchboard go ahead (laughs) Illegal? What? <laughs> my illegal activities. You oh, know, I, 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 when I used to do my credit cards and my checks and my bank accounts and, and all of those different fro- type okay. of things, you know, you had to have numbers. You had to have different <laughs> phone numbers for all of the different things. Okay. You know? Thank you. I had my ballroom number. I had my home number, and then I had six other numbers, baby, that went to everything they went. So, baby, when the phone rung, I knew who it was and what voice I had to put on. You know, sometimes I had to be Debbie and. Sometimes I had to be Michael. You never know. Okay. So, <laughs> so but I used to I used to have all my phones lined up uh-huh. because when I would call it to serve the kids, the co-host can cut you off. The host can cut you off at any time when you call it into blog talk. So I had to make sure I had to get my shit out, bitch. Okay. Yeah, you motherfuckers. Da, 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 da. And they'd be like, Kelly, click. Next caller is 201-345. Yeah, you motherfuckers. Then they'll get the next caller and it'll be me. And so I get everything out that I had that I had to actually say, you're not going to silence me. I needed to get my stuff out. And so once Jasmine started the show, she was like, it was just something about my personality that Jasmine just seen. And so I was there with Andre and I was the co-host. And I think Andre was on the show for about a good six to eight months mm-hmm. before he um, decided that he just didn't want to do it anymore. And so then Jasmine said, you know what? It's time to revamp this bitch. She changed her name to Tens of Chops. And I was the host. And I was hosting Monday nights, Wednesday nights, 
I mean, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, and Wednesday nights, I was hosting the show every, all those three nights from 11 p.m. until 1 a.m. in the morning and just giving the girls the ballroom shit, bitch. Like, I was just giving it to them. Like, whatever it was, I didn't, I didn't hold back. Like, I smutted the girls out, bitch. Like, bitch, I talked your business, bitch. I didn't give a fuck what it was or what it took. I did what it what I had to do at that time I did what I had to do to build myself up to actually be sitting here with y'all to with y'all today for y'all to want to interview me and that's how all of that became about Come the on. voice of the people yeah tens of jobs I remember they still around they still got a they still got a show around but they ain't number one but they still got a show around were you always just Kelly no, I wasn't. I um I was um I was Kelly Mizrahi for years. And so when I went to when I went to prison when I went to prison um seven years ago I think yeah, I think it was about uh six or seven years ago I went to prison. I I felt like I felt like the house of Mizrahi had abandoned me. When I went to jail and I was there for them, like I felt that they should have been there for me. And so my sister, my sister, Alexis Clark, I was like, um, I'm not a Mizrahi no more. I'm leaving that house. And so she still had access to my Facebook page where I was in prison. And she gave the very, um, but... You can't you can't put a double oh seven up on your page because then everybody's gonna be inboxing this page and stuff and I ain't got time for all of that shit, bitch. And you in jail and I'm running your page for you. So she was like, I'm just gonna put Jess Kelly on your page. And so um I was like, oh, okay. And so she was like, uh J U S I said I said to her, I said to her, how did you spell it? She was like J U S S. I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. But a lot of people in ballroom still knew that I had left because I had changed my name from Kelly Miss Rice to Jess Kelly. And so it was like, mm, okay. So then when I came home, I seen that J U S S. And I was like, mm mm, I gotta do something. I gotta do something to spice this up. And so that's why I added the third S. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to be different from all the other people that had a jest on their name. And so my sister Alexis actually gave it to me, but I just added the extra S on the back okay. and made it the triple S. Yes. Yeah. Triple S. Go ahead, Emily. Okay, so who would you who are like the top three femme queen performers currently out right now? In your opinion, in my opinion, the top three would definitely um, have to be um, Tamaya Miyaki Muglia. Um, oh my God, Tati Miyaki Muglia and my daughter uh, Laomi uh, Amazon. Mm. My top three. Okay. Okay. And the Mugler's just had a ball, right? Yeah. That Rihanna was at. Yeah. It was very there there was been there's been a lot of talk about this ball. Yeah. On the Twitter. On the Twitterverse. Yeah. 
I listened to the last episode of Petty Monday. Yes, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the yeah. Would you Would you like to comment? On, did you have any final thoughts on the Mugler, the, the Mugler ball? Yeah. <laughs> you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with the Ephraim audience? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead and share. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have one question though, a specific question. So, with Pose, and even House on um on Vice, like a lot of people are getting access to ballroom. And a lot of like celebrities are obviously Rihanna was there. I don't know if there's been more of an influx of celebrities or if it's the same thing. How do you feel about more people kind of being invited to this world? They've been a part of this world for years. They've been they've been here for years. Well, they they haven't actually been here, but their stylist has been here for years, coming in, stealing our shit, bitch, and taking it and. Uh, putting it up, uh, putting it up on the artists and shit, bitch. Like, let's be for real. I was just having this conversation the other day. Like, I have this conversation all the time. These people keep running around talking about Nicki Minaj stole Little Kim's look. No, Nicki Minaj didn't steal Little Kim look. Little Kim stylist stole Ashley Icon look and put it on Little Kim. And then Little Kim and then Nicki Minaj stole it from motherfucking Little Kim, bitch. But her stylist stole it from Ashley Icon. If you go back to ballroom history, that's where it came from, okay? And we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it real. Let's talk about it, honey, okay? okay? okay. We can talk about like, stealing it, okay? And I don't know the song The song that they got. I forgot the name of the song. I, just telling, I was just telling my husband about the, the song they got out, The 5,000. That was stole from Ballroom too. That song they got the five thousand. Uh, I forgot. I don't know the name of the song. That was stole from the uh, from the icon Deshaun Laven, bitch, because of his production in Atlanta when he did the Pinocchio. The stars been coming in here stealing our shit for years, bitch. We just putting a voice to our fucking shit, but our shit been on mainstream for years, bitch. Okay, so let's we we gonna talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, they been stealing Laomi Lolly for years and putting it out here on in the industry. Her hair whopping everything, all the celebrities. So like. And we're going to keep it real They've been here for years they just been sending their spies Now they can't send their spies to steal our shit Because our shit is on our shit is on all the networks and stuff But they've been stealing our shit for years Like what's up We're going to keep it real We're going to keep it real Okay Okay Ooh. Ooh. Okay right. um, Where can the girls find out about Ashley Icon They can find Ashley Icon on uh she probably they got probably got videos on YouTube of uh of Ashley with all her different uh the different color wigs that she used to have on and her different styles that she had that little Kim uh stylist came in and stole and then Nicki Minaj went and stole it bitch and now somebody else gonna steal it from Nicki Minaj bitch like girl bitch y'all been stealing our shit for years stop stealing our shit bitch you can't steal our shit now bitch because we out here now bitch we in the forefront bitch we ain't underground no more bitch we on networks now so they can't steal our shit now and I'm just saying and we gonna call a spade a spade let's call a spade a spade Look. and I don't care who hit me up on Twitter or whatever bitch the Bobs or whoever or the different people Ooh. bitch Ooh. you know I'm here Ooh. for it bitch honey okay shout out to my girl Kali V honey for retweeting my shit shout out to Cardi <laughs> shout out to Cardi uh. 
wasn't ready. I wasn't ready either. I wasn't ready. And I you gotta get know- re- you gotta get ready. I told y'all once I open up. <laughs> you did tell us. You did. Once you I did. open, once you I did. open that you door did. and I get comfortable, <laughs> bitch, I'm coming on, through, the, the, bitch. I- I'm coming through. The door has been open. open. The doors of the church is open. Let everybody say amen. Amen. All right. All right. Eat, love, pray. Let's pray. Thank you for that word. Amen. Holy Father. You pray because We are here mm-hmm. to give you the word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Stop stealing. Mm. these black children things mm. and put it in all your stars mm. like it's yours mm. in the name of the Father mm. of the Holy Ghost and the Son Amen Amen mm. a word <laughs> if you can <laughs> alright um, that, that was our fr- we ain't never actually had somebody actually break into prayer on the show so but that's a, great yes yes that's what we needed that's what we, that's needed. What we needed yes we needed, we needed that, that anointing exactly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we needed that we did we did Whew. okay so if you could use if you could only use one one phrase or quote to describe your experience as a black trans woman what would that quote be and why one word to describe myself as a black trans woman in your experience fierce Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't take I don't take no shit from nobody, and I have experienced a lot as being a black trans woman. Because I tell people all the time, like a lot of the a lot of the people that walk through here in Harlem don't know the things and the sacrifices that myself and a lot of other people put up with for people to be comfortable. And I see so many young, expiring queens able to walk these streets right here and their little pom-pom shorts and their heels and all different types of things like that. It was not it was not that way for myself and my cousin Sanaya that we all grew up here in this area. It was it was hard and we paved the way for the girls to be able to be comfortable with ourselves. So when I say fierce, I mean fierce as being a a trendsetter, someone that started things and made it comfortable for people to be who they are today in Harlem because it was hard back in the days. Shit, I used to hang out with the girls early in the morning, bitch, and when soon as the boys, I knew the boys was up, I'm back with the boys and shit, bitch. So it, it took it took a lot of courage for me to actually be a trans woman and to hell to hold myself up high to want to come out the front of Drew Hamilton projects, which is literally like three blocks away from here. It took it took a lot of courage because I used to park my car on the side of the block and come out through the back door. And so one day I said, fuck it. I'm coming through I'm coming through the front and I'm about to open up this fucking door. And I opened up the door and I never looked back ever since then. Do you remember that? Do you actually like to remember the first time you walked out the front door and yeah. going through the back? What was that like? It was it was it was terrifying because mm. the day I did it, it was my mother's birthday. Mm. And so I got dressed and I left from Drew Hamilton and walked to Mother Zion Mother Zion right on 141st and went to my girlfriend Brandy's house. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was at the house and I was feeling real cute. 
And then I walk back and the looks that I got from everybody was like, oh, yeah, we knew that was coming. It came. But when I got back upstairs, the reaction that I got from people that was upstairs, it was draw, it was jaw dropping. That was the first time my mother ever seen me as a girl. And she literally, she her mouth literally got. She cursed my grandmother out and everything on her birthday and left home party. Told she my gr- grandmother out. Because told my grandmother she was supposed to prepare her for some shit like this. Because mm. I came through the door and she didn't recognize me when I came through the door. And she said, Mommy, some lady's coming through your door. My grandmother said, oh, tell her to come on in. And I came on in and I sat down on the couch and she sat across from me and she kept looking at me the way I'm looking at you and looking and looking and looking and then she finally got it and she was like, oh, hell no, you supposed to prepare somebody for some shit like this. How would you like it if Tony or Stevie came in here like this? Girl, you got to deal with it, baby. So your grandmother had new. Oh yeah, my grandmother and my aunt Linda knew before every day. My grandmother gave me my uh my my grandmother gave me my boy given name and my grandmother also gave me my girl name as well. Mm. So she knew. Her and my aunt Linda was the first people to know. They was my biggest uh supporters when it came to me uh being a, a drag at that time and doing what I wanted to do. And what did that mean for like your for them to support you like that? Mm-hmm. Well, when it came to anybody, when it came to, I didn't, when it comes to anybody opinions about me back in the days, I really didn't care what anybody had mm-hmm. to say about me. As long as my grandmother supported me, that's all that mattered in the world because mm-hmm. that was my heart and my soul and my everything. So as long as she supported me, I didn't care what nobody else think. Mm-hmm. Bitch, everybody else could kick rocks. Cause bitch, listen, I took my, I was just telling, I was just telling him this in the cab when we was coming down from the house and we was passing Kmart. I was like, damn. He was like, Kmart's still open? I was like, yeah. I remember when me, when me and my grandmother almost got locked in there because she was out in the store with me, hitting the lick with me in the motherfucking store, okay? My grandmother knew, used to know the names on the IDs and the checks and everything, baby, honey. She got me up out of that jam that day in Kmart, honey. No, that is my, that's my grandchild. And that's da 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 She knew everything. That, that's how my grandmother rode with me. That was my ride or die. Bitch, I used to have my grandmother all over the place, bitch. And I'm back in the days, you never take two fat motherfuckers to BJ's, bitch, okay? That check was $2,200 at BJ. It was a forced chopping cost, bitch, full of fucking shit, baby, okay? But she was there, honey, okay? Please, okay? She had, and if that checkbook ain't go through, baby, she had another checkbook and credit card and her uh, ID, I mean, credit uh, checkbook and ID in her purse, bitch, and she would get, is that what they were, baby? Huh? I'm passing on and give me the other one, honey. That was my ride or die. I love it. Come on. So, um, with like Laverne Cox, Angelica Ross, MJ Rodriguez, India Moore, and Janet Mock, there are a lot of black trans women in the media and being acknowledged in like pop culture. <clears throat> um, how does that make you feel? And does that make you more hopeful for the future of what young black trans women can aspire to be? It makes me feel good that these uh, trans women is out here and they're being recognized in the industry amongst other uh, black uh, cisgender actors and actress and things of that nature. And I think it's hope for a lot of doors to be open for a whole 
broad horizons of uh lgtbq people so you know it's just not the trans woman Mm. like we're focusing on the trans woman but we also have to focus on our trans men that's out here that want to uh be in the in the the spotlight too our gender non-conformative you know uh our non-binary children that's out here Everybody has a space in this industry. And once the doors open completely for us, we cannot let nobody close it back on us. Now we're in here, thanks to the different people from uh, polls and my life and my house and different things of that nature. Now that we're in here and we got our foot in the door, we need to keep the door open. And I'm talking about, I want to break the fucking hinges off the door. We have these girls acting. We have these trans men acting. Now we need to get, uh, we need to get some of our rappers that's out here. Y'all know who y'all are. I ain't gonna name y'all name or put y'all out here, baby. And our actors that's out here, baby, the door is open, honey. Baby, step through the light because we have a lot of we have a lot of Grammy Award winning artists that is out here that is gay and undercover and they need to come out the light, bitch, and bring it and bring it here. A lot of actors. Baby, listen, be who you are. You know, it's hard. I know it's hard. It's really hard out here in this industry. But everybody just needs to be who they are and it would be better off because baby, we've been here for years. We just been hiding in the shadows, okay? Start naming some names. I'll give y'all one name. I'll give y'all one name, bitch, because you know I don't care. Fuck it. You know, me and him always at it, baby, honey. Okay? Sister 50, come on out. Come to the light, Carolyn. Baby, please, daughter. Please come to the light, baby, okay? You ain't got to keep going to the bookstore on 39th Street picking the children up. Baby, come to the light. the location. Okay? Come to the light. Okay, all right, Amber, would you like to take the next question? <laughs> Ty got these <laughs> sound effects, and that's all I had. Ah, 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 ah. That's all I had. Um, <laughs> whoo, um, wow. Wow, Sister 50. Took a whole new meaning. It truly did. Okay, so I do have a question. So... I have a friend who recently just moved here. Uh, It's not a trans woman, but it is very femme. So also wears the poom poom shorts. Also wears the the uh, like the bamboo earrings and things like that. Um, But one thing that has been happening to this person every time like they're walking through the streets, they're hearing like "I'm going to kill you" or "I'm going to shoot you" or you know like things like that. How? I guess, like, how are ways that friends, family, even this person can kind of, like, go through life um, to feel a little bit more safe? Groupon.com, they got stun guns on Groupon, okay? And they are legal in New York City now. Get you a gun. Get you some pepper spray. And I tell every... I say this all the time on my radio show, when I do my lives, when I do... Your life is important. Okay, at the end of the day, you have to fight for your life like nobody else is going to fight for your life because these cops, 
nor these politicians out here are going to fight for your life. They only give a fuck about us right now because it's election. It's about to be election season. When election season is over, they don't give a fuck about us. They don't care what happens to us. I was just watching this uh uh show uh with my husband uh justice and how the trans girl that got killed here in harlem like right when i came home from prison her mother had to fight for justice to get justice for her to get her killer convicted no baby i'm nobody's not gonna call nobody's not gonna call home to my family and tell my family that i'm in a body bag i'm going to i'm going to protect myself at every aspect of the way your friend needs to protect themselves, baby it's a lot of people that is going to taunt you and they're going to say things about you all the time let them say what they got to say baby as long as they don't put their hands on you it doesn't matter but if they come in to try to do something to you you have to do bodily harm to them before they do it to you bitch i want your family gonna be called and said, "Bitch, your child is in the hospital in a body bag because they fuck. They fuck with this uh with this gay person, bitch. Nobody not gonna call my family. Tell my family, I'm 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 in one. Shit. If I wasn't going to the if I wasn't going to the heart in prison tonight in uh Philadelphia, I'd have my motherfucking stun gun and shit in my bag, but I can't take it to the prison. So it's home in the house. But I carry my shit all the time. I'm locked and loaded all the time. I'm ready to go on the drop of a dime." All right. All right. Stun guns. Um, Stun guns, pepper spray. Go on Groupon. They got them all, baby. Listen. Shit, I got two of them for for $40 on Groupon, baby. Two-day delivery. Groupon, my girlfriend. Groupon. I'm I'm Tiffany Haddish. I love me a Groupon. I I, 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 I love you, bitch. I love me a Groupon, okay? Baby, Groupon, baby. Groupon, listen. The dog, the dog, go, the dog gotta go to the vet to get a Groupon, honey. I need to get me a facial and a microderm. I get me a Groupon. I need to get me a chemical pill. I get a Groupon, honey. I need to get a taser. I get a Groupon. You need to get a, you need to get some pepper spray. You get a Groupon. Thank you, Groupon. And Groupon. Where you can get all your needs for yourself at groupon.com. I cannot. Um, <laughs> a lot of people discovered you from your videos with MC Deborah. Um, and everyone knows that that's your sister. Kind of, how has that relationship grown over the years and transformed? And, you know, our relationship, me and my sister and I relationship started. One faithful night in Brooklyn, I was uh, going to join my old house, mm-hmm. the house of Mizrahi at the time. And it was a tie vote for me to get into the house. Mm-hmm. And MC Deborah came through the door and she broke the tie for me to get into the house. Because all the butch queens, I knew all of them because I hung out with them all mm-hmm. the time. So they all voted for me to get in the house. And none of the drag queens or transgender girls at the time wanted me to get in the house. Mm-hmm. And the reason they didn't want me to get in the house because I told them, they said, why do you want to be in this house? I said, oh, because this house is fab and all my girlfriends is in this house. And one day I'm going to be the mother of this motherfucking house. 
And bitch, and those girls, oh, they gave the very over my dead body. Rest in peace to all of you bitches, because they all dead. And I became mother over their dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth so, okay they said over their dead bodies ashes to ashes <laughs> dust to dust where y'all ass left I became mother ashes to ashes okay and so and that's and, and Deborah had to come in and break this high and she voted for me to get in the house yes. and ever since that day we've been riding we've been riding ever since that day ups and downs bitch coming to visit me every time I got locked up in jail then she got locked up and I had to sit on the phone with her for 24 hours and coach her through everything she was going through and her crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we just been sisters ever. We just been sisters. Her coming over and staying at my house, having six pieces of trade and uh, at my house at one time, honey, I'm in the bed. I'm in the bed sleep. She got a piece of trade in the bathroom. She got two in the living room. She got you know three what? in the kitchen and she go from room to room just is doing her baby that's been my sister and i love her because she's she always supported just me i just wanted to understand how you were sleeping through on all this listen bitch i was in the room with my husband <laughs> come on i was in the room i was in the room with my husband i was in the room with my husband at the time and he and before he uh left me and moved to ohio bitch he used to say yo your friend is wild i don't want to see this shit and that's been my sister like and i love her i love her unconditionally like through her ups and her downs even though even though she lied to me and everything bitch and stuff you know because i recently had a conversation with her aunt and her sister and i thought that we both found out uh six seven years ago that we both had diabetes at the same time and come to find out from her sister she knew ever since she was uh 17 years old she had diabetes and she wasn't taking care of herself and that's why she's in the predicament that she's in now but god willing um if everybody just seen on my twitter and my instagram i just put up a video of her voguing and doing mm-hmm. what she doing so and we just keep her in the prayers baby mm-hmm. hopefully she'll get back to where she needs to get back to her momentum and everything when it comes to her moving and stuff is is back there i just need to get i just need to get that speech back yeah. mm-hmm. if we get that speech if we get that speech back to about 80 or 90 percent She's definitely she's definitely gonna be a force to be reckoned with. And we're gonna be out here, bitch, doing our thing and making more memes and well, yeah, that's what y'all call them memes. I call them memes and all types of shit. Child, you know, for the girls and stuff, you know. Bitches to be having my sister all over the place, bitch. We are, we every place, bitch. I be gagging at so many like I don't like I don't follow I don't follow a lot of celebrities and stuff, but my husband follows them, and so he be like, "Yo, somebody got you posted up on their thing. This person got you posted up on their thing." Bitch, start tagging me, bitch. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, bitch. When y'all using my gifs and my memes and shit, bitch, tag me, bitch. Cause y'all bitches waiting on my downfall, bitch, and I ain't going on board the fucking place, bitch. Uh, <laughs> legend. 
Okay, so <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Where would you like to see yourself in 10 years? 10 years from now, I want to see myself married with children and having a house mm-hmm. and hopefully my career exploding uh, bigger than ballroom mm-hmm. and and things of that nature like that. That's what I want. How many kids? I want, I want, I actually, I actually want three. Okay. I actually want three. I want um, two boys and I want a girl. Okay. I want my boys, I want my, uh, I want my girl first and then I want my boy after. Okay. Because I really don't know what to do with no boys. <laughs> and I be, and I be an artist. I don't know what to do with no boys, they, bitch. They I ain't never out. been a boy in my life, bitch. I don't know what to do with no boys. <laughs> Bitch, but I know what to do. I know what to do with a daughter and how to treat mm-hmm. her. You know how I want my daughter to be raised and uh, things of that nature. They a mess and they nasty. Yeah, I got godsons. Yeah, so I just be like, why you can't? Why you can't? Why you can't do nothing for yourself? You know, but, I love so, them. but that's what I just want. I want to see myself. I, you know, everybody, everybody tells me all the time, like, oh my God, I see you on TV. I see you doing this. I see you doing that. Well, child, listen, I don't have so many different people come and offer, you know, me stuff and everything, but they say the white people scared of me. They scared of everybody. The, this, the white people scared of me. They say I'm a liability. So, you know, because they don't, people don't understand, people don't understand my personality. I have a strong personality. And at one moment, I could be sitting here quiet, uh, just like this. And then somebody can say something, bitch, and just take me off, bitch. And it's like, I turn into a whole different person and then I come back and then it's like, okay, well, nah, nah, nah. <gasps> and then they say the white people scared of all of that. So, you know, but hopefully one day, you know, they won't be scared of me and somebody will see something in me, bitch, that everybody else in my inbox and all over the place and comments sections seeing me and, you know, and then get me out there. Yeah. Hopefully you can find, or at least there's some black people with some money who can, Fund child, please. They don't have so many of them coming. Don't take me out to dinner and pay for my Uber and shit and cabs to restaurant and tell me what they're gonna do for me. And and I got so much different ideas for you and this and that, baby. And please, hey, child, you meet up with them four or five times, baby, with the free meals, bitch. But thank you for the free meal and the free car service, bitch. But that's all it is, bitch. Okay, so <sighs> okay. That's a word, though. Thank you, Lord. will meet up with you a few times and still not give you the business. Exactly. You know how many? You know how many executives and different black people that I have met up with that says, "Oh my God, they see so much in me, and they they know about lumps because they asked me what my aspirations and my goals was and everything." And oh, uh, I want I want to write a book about I want to write a, a book about my life. I want to open up a restaurant. And, oh yeah, we can help you with all of this and everything. And you meet up with them two or three times, baby, and then mm. epic records. So, 
if I'm gonna meet up with some, uh, with an African American person that's about the shit, but they need to be about their shit and not just sitting down and want to sit and ask me a bunch of questions and all type of shit, bitch. Or send me a motherfucking Caucasian motherfucker, honey, like motherfucking honey, bitch. That's gonna get me the coins and get me the things that I need, bitch. Cause trust and believe, you turn the cameras on, and I'm gonna give you a show. Listen. I just need to be, I think I just, you know what? It's no shade. Jennifer Williams, if you out there listening from Basketball Wives, you stepped your pussy up, bitch. But I need to be one of Jennifer's girlfriends. She need a girlfriend like me on uh, there, bitch. Trust me. They need to put me on one of these shows as somebody's girlfriend. Wow. And trust me, well, well, I'm going to be a... I, I'm, why Jennifer Williams, though? Because they be at Jennifer all the time, bitch. And she need a girlfriend, and she need a girlfriend bitch, that's going to smack the shit out of one of these bitches. <laughs> Jennifer took a good game, bitch. You know, she dashed Evelyn with that drink this season, bitch. But Jennifer need a girlfriend like me, bitch. Because, bitch... A girlfriend like me gonna read those hoes, bitch, for fails, bitch. Talk all types of shit about them. Bitch, loving hip-hop. So, like, it's no shade. They have a lot of... Mm, I don't even want to... I'm not even gonna say it, bitch. Oh, go ahead. Nah, I'm not here for it, bitch. Okay. Like, I'm... You know what? Fuck it. Why Sydney Star was the first trans girl on Love and Hip Hop New York City? Bitch. She ain't even from New York. Bitch, and she can't rap. I can't rap either, bitch. But I probably got more boss than her, bitch. It's no shame, bitch. Like, I'm from New York, bitch. Like, what? Loving hip hop, Mona Scott, what's good? Mona, if you're listening. Shout out to you, Mona, please. Listen, like, give, they, give, give, give our girl her checks. Bitch, they give me, they give me a chance. It's Listen. a wrap. Trust me, listen, and I'm so real. And you know how much faith I have in myself? I have so much faith in myself is, they ain't even got to pay me for the first season. That's no, how no, much. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. Listen, let me tell you how much faith I have in myself. I have so much faith in myself when it comes to me being on television that they ain't even got to pay me for the first season because the next season, they're going to be having a spinoff show. That's how confident I am in myself. And I'm keeping it real with y'all. That's how confident I am in myself. Trust me. I know. You see, y'all seen Pose. You see, you see what I did. Y'all see what I did in Pose. The directors didn't direct that. That was me. And I that was me directing all the girls. Um, what was that? Uh what was scene was that? Oh my god. When they had the um, oh my God, the event that they had, I forget, I forget. But the the church event that they had on pose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the directors, that- the directors didn't direct that. The girl laying her head on my shoulder, I pulled her in. Everybody else that was over there going off and me clapping it, I did that. The directors didn't do that, bitch. You ain't gotta direct me. All you gotta say is action. And when the cameras come on, baby, I'm going to show up. When they was recording that other side, I took my shoes off. I sat there quiet, bitch. When those cameras came on, magic. If y'all could see the face that she just made (laughs) when she said magic. All right, so we're going to go into that. When do you feel your most sexiest? When do I feel my most sexiest? 
I don't know. When do I feel my most sexiest? I can't tell y'all that on the show. Ah, ah. Why not? Because I can't. Ah. I can't. That's something I. That's something. That's one. That's for thing, you and your husband. That's one thing. That's one thing. That's one thing I gotta keep private. Okay. That's, look, that's fair because we ain't got husbands. Um, so clearly, we ain't doing something right. Maybe that's why I ain't got a man because I'm telling my business all the time. Oh well. Um, do you remember your first or- orgasm? And if so, can you describe what that experience was like? Your very first orgasm. Mm. This this came up on Twitter recently, and I remember my first. So I was like, I wonder if everybody else remember their first orgasm. What was your first? I was fourteen, and I was oh, watching. You was a real side. <laughs> well, it was like self and and self. I didn't have. I didn't break my virginity till twenty two. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but for I I jagged off for the first time at fourteen, and it was because of the Soul Food on Showtime, mm-hmm. and Rockman Dunbar's character had got caught by a mod. <clears throat> masturbating and I had never masturbated before so I was like okay well let me see what this is all about and I went in like I was downstairs in the basement of my sister's house and I went and got some conditioner some suave conditioner and I used it for the first time and I remember yeah some conditioner yeah mm. the conditioner changed my life I still ain't had it like Oh, that condition will change your life. It really did. I, I still have that. not had an orgasm. I still have not. Like that first time, like it was like somebody like I felt like I turned into like, I don't know, like the Hulk or something. Like that's how like sensational it was. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shout out to that first orgasm. Shout out to Soul Food. Do you remember yours, Amber? Do I? Um... I think my first orgasm, I don't remember it, but I remember buying, (laughs) I remember when I was 20 and I was in college and I bought my first toy Mm. and it was a a jackrabbit. And I remember like once, once I came off that, I was literally like always in the house. (laughs) You hear that? (laughs) Because the Jackrabbit, that shit was lit. I remember that. But I don't remember, like, my first. I don't remember my first orgasm. Yeah, I don't Mm -mm. remember my first one either. Damn. All right. So, three (laughs) characteristics you look for in the boot thing. Or, I guess, the three top characteristics of your husband. Well, he's loving He's kind and he's also patient. Mm. Do you do do you does someone need to be patient to love you? Yeah. <laughs> Just you seem very intense like me, so I feel like we definitely need that patience. Yeah. So we're gonna play a game called Trash Bay. We have put together a list of some of the most trash led men in the game. You have to choose three of these men to be with. Your contestants are T I, fifty cent. Chris Brown, Kevin Hart, Tristan Thompson, Kanye West in the game. And you gotta pick three. <laughs> do you remember all of those? You yeah, do you see want me it? you want me to redo it? Yeah. Okay, so um your contestants are <coughs> T I, fifty cent, 
Chris Brown, Kevin Hart, Tristan Thompson, Kanye West, and the game. And you got to pick three of them. You got to pick three to have sex with. And this game is called Trash Bay. Once again. (laughs) After Ambrose. Chris Brown. Okay. You said Tristan Thomas. Tristan Thompson, yep. And... I'm going to throw 50 Cent in there. Really? Yeah, you know why I'm going to throw her in there? Because <gasps> she look like she get her knees dirty. <laughs> I cannot. Um, what's one idea you had to let go in order to create better dating habits? Like one thing you had to like release in order to become a better, a better, better in your relationship. Well, I'm still working on that right now, okay. and that's learning to that's learning to let go of uh to let go of ballroom, mm-hmm. not completely let go, but to learn how to balance out the time. Okay, between my relationship and ballroom, mm-hmm. balance. Yes. Okay. Um. Do 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 What's your favorite kink? Or do you even have one? I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, what does love feel like to you? If you had to describe what it feels like, love is is ups, is downs, is challenges, but you just have to be patient and learn how to work through the different things that you go through. I I thought I thought for many years like in different relationships that I was in like I was in love mm-hmm. but I guess I was in lust because I I didn't know how to love someone the way that my partner loves me mm-hmm. and I never had nobody fight for me the way he fights for me. I'm so scared to let go of what I know for what I have. Hmm. And I have to learn how to let go of what I know for what I have. How has the process of letting go been? Like how? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's difficult. But I just have to I just have to give it I just have to give it to God that he knows exactly what he's doing mm-hmm. and that if I let go that I'm gonna have something great on of and to catch me. Okay. Look, I like that. That was sweet. Thank you. All right. So <laughs> well, one last thought question. When was the last time you name one time you were a poo bitch? So oh. poo bitch. <laughs> That's so, something Savoy made Yeah, up. this is I, I came up with this. Well, it's that I came up with my best friend Ashley came up. So this means one time you were clingy, digmatized, like you were crazy, like you were just like you were desperate and like just this motherfucker could have told you to jump off a bridge. You would have jumped off of it. Oh, never. No. <laughs> that ain't nothing. 
Bitch, you's a thot. You out here, out here, bitch. So who got you dick us? Nobody currently. Um, R.I.P. Sorry, to, sorry to that man. Um, but yeah, no, I ain't. No one's got me dick. Uh, yeah, I just. No. There's nobody you've been like just stupid in love with. Nobody. You didn't say that. You said dickmatized. No, I said there was. I said clingy, digmatized, crazy. Clingy, clingy is like some stalker bitch. <laughs> okay, it's so, like some stalker so, okay, bitch. So stupid. Digmatized, digmatized is like bitch. Somebody came over and they dicked you down, bitch, and you just can't stop calling their phone. Another clingy bitch. <laughs> Okay, so one time you've been stupid in love then. Stupid in love? I'm stupid in love now. But in a good way? In a good way. In a good way. Definitely in a good way. I'm stupid in love right now. Like, I am. Like, I may not show it all the time, but I am. Okay. I'm stupid in love. How does that feel to be stupid in love? It's good. It's good. We have we have our we have our ups and we have our downs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But we we gonna ride out until the wheels fall off and we're gonna enjoy life. And that's what we doing. Come on. Can I ask how long y'all have been together and how y'all met? No. Okay, damn. <laughs> <laughs> we've been friends, we've been friends we've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for a long time. Before we uh decided to get into our relationship and we met like we met how all of y'all young kids beat nowadays. You know how y'all do social media. <laughs> bitch, it ain't like back in the days when you go out to a club and meet a motherfucker. Bitch, social media. Mm. I see him. He looked at cute, and I went underneath his picture and I said, "Sexy can I?" <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Come on, sexy can I? <laughs> a word. Come on, game. All right, so we'll do bird confessions. These are rapid fire questions. All right, so just the first thing that comes to your mind: What kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, eagle, flamingo, or peacock? A peacock. Okay. Most ratchet thing you have done this, um, this well, I guess this fall. The fall just started. I didn't even get a chance. To <laughs> what was the what's the most ratchet thing you did this past summer? What did I do ratchet this summer? I don't know. Okay. I didn't have I didn't do anything ratchet. Well, um what city of love and hip hop would you rather be on? Miami, New York, Atlanta, or Hollywood? Mm, New York, because this is where I'm from. Come on. And I got love for all. All right. You are featured on an episode of Maury. What is the show topic for the day? Is he the baby's is he the baby's father? I slept with my best friend's boyfriend, unruly teenager, or I scammed my ex out of thousands of dollars. You on an episode of Maury. Um Unruly Teen. Okay. Um do 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 do. Um long nails, a long weave, or long eyelashes. Um Right now, I'm going through a long, I'm going through a long nail fetish. I ain't got no nails on right now because I'm about to have surgery. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, long nails. I, I don't know why I haven't been into my long weaves in a minute. 
Okay. I just thought about that video when you put your <laughs> when you put your hair you put your hair on MC Deborah's. <laughs> <laughs> um your celebrity capsule collection um with my celebrity capsule collection would be with fashion nova or pretty little things neither one they're both cheap oh come on well you're a bird that's the whole point it's supposed to be like more like ghetto questions mm. so to speak yeah but i'm not a bird oh. i'm a classy i'm a classy seven bitch honey lane ryan ashley stewart bitch i don't want that cheap shit get that cheap shit and that shit be ripping that shit bitch okay you get you some fashion over bitch girl they tell you they tell you it's a 3x bitch it's really a 1x bitch and it's a tank top when you get it bitch bye in your opinion who is the most iconic to that of all time Mm. Iconic thought of all times. I don't know. A lot of these uh, rap bitches all been thoughts, bitch. Everybody sucked a dick to the get to the top. Uh, they okay, bitch. They all dead, bitch. Like, girl, you know. I said, half of these bitches is out here, bitch, really ain't have talent when they started, bitch. They put 100% in every dick they sucked. <laughs> All right, we are going to go into Zaddy of the Week. This is one person that we're crushing on right now. This is one person, um, by the way, I remember yours, Amber, because you told me to remind Oh, I know who it is. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, so who's your Zaddy of the Week? It's Rome Flynn. Why is Rome Flynn? Because he's fine as fuck. But he's also, he's just like a pretty, pretty little boy. He's so cute. And that's all I got. He's fine as fuck. Okay. Um, just Kelly, which, who's your daddy of the week? My daddy, my daddy of my daddy of uh, the week, I would have to say is Odell Beckham. I love Odell Beckham. That's a good choice. It's a good thought. Isn't yeah, it? I love Ob- I love Odell Beckham. It used to be Usher back in the days. But then, you know, all of the allegations about him and the herpes and the different things and stuff like that, child. I had to move on, child. I mean, herpes, you can still fuck somebody with herpes. Oh, bitch, girl, bye, girl, okay? (laughs) Bitch, I am not here for the shit, bitch, okay? Mine is, um, (laughs) yeah. You can't. Just as a fact. Yeah, mine is Yaha, Yaha, Yaya. Um, and Dual Mateen. Oh yeah, he's so fine. Um, from Aquaman, but he's also gonna be in the new Candyman. Mm-hmm. And he was on. Um, he was in Us. He was. Yes, he was a dad in Us. He was in that one. What was that show that was on Netflix that got canceled? Really oh, quickly with yeah. Jaden Smith and and uh, it was about moment. yeah, it was bad. about hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get down, get down. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I've been crushing on him for a while now. So Oh yeah, my, he's fine as fuck. Yeah. And he's tall and he's from New Orleans. So Oh, he's know. from New Orleans. I don't yeah, think I've ever New- he doesn't sound like it. Well he moved to like Oakland like in like middle school. Oh, okay. Uh, or something like that. Or like elementary school. So but he's originally like he was born in um New Orleans. Someone said he's having the career that Trevante Rhodes should have had. Damn. And I was like, damn. R.I.P. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, shout out to you. You're fine. Yes. 
So next is our Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. This is one person, one woman we feel like deserves our flowers that has not received them or just somebody that we um, feel like is an icon and deserves. So mine is actually cashed out because I have been listening to Stack mm-hmm. since this morning. Um, and I just love Cashed Out because she's from Detroit and she's dark skinned and she's just she's mm-hmm. just a bad bitch. And mm-hmm. I just and she makes like she makes the kind of bird music that I deserve. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm thankful for her. Shout out to Cash Doll. Shout out to Cash Doll. Love her. We want her on the show as well. Absolutely. Amber, who's your bad bitch Hall of Fame? Uh, I've been kind of going back and forth between, damn, I'm forgetting her last name, but uh, Duchess Megan, um, the princess, the black girl. Oh. Okay. Uh, she... Just after, like, being in the UK and then, like, all the shit she's had to go through mm-hmm. and, like, the tabloids are racist as fuck. I mean, she's a princess. She got a lot of money. It doesn't matter. But, like, still. Yeah. Like, she's been going through a lot. And then I've also been thinking about um, Summer Walker a lot. Um, like I said, I don't love, love her music, but I love her personality. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who also has, like, anxiety and shit, like, I can fuck with her. And I just, like, I just want to, I just root for her. So, Shout out to Summer. Yeah, shout and out to Summer. Jess Kelly, who's your bad bitch Hall of Fame entry? Myself. Yes. <laughs> and don't get no bitch better than me. Oh, come, amen. A word. Bitch. I ain't gonna big another bitch up. It's all about me. And I'm here for the shit. <laughs> all right. You deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You though. do. You do. You're icon. Thank you. And that's why we wanted you on the show. So. Yeah. So... <clears throat> All right, so I am going, as always, we ended with Good Bussy Vibes. And do 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 do. Our Good Bussy Vibes, sorry that I had this before. Um, oh, before we before yes. we do Good Bussy Vibes, let me tell you about my UK trip because I just remembered that I didn't talk oh, about yeah. this. Okay, so um, my UK trip was great, it was really fun. Um, but okay, so I had. So I met this, okay, so I went to, I did like a Tinder date while I was there. Okay. And I met this dude, he was from the Cameroon, he was really cute. Mm. He was like, you know, my type of dude, like, kind of, he had like locks, but they were like, weird looking, you know what I'm saying? He was mm. just like one of the types of dudes. So, um, we were on the date, it was cute, we were talking about like, difference between like, UK folks, American folks, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, I guess we, it, this was my fault anyway, because because he was from the camera room, I was like, oh, he's probably got like a big dick. Like I was being all like fetishy. That shit was fucked up. So we get back because I was staying in the Airbnb at the at this moment and we get back to <laughs> the Airbnb. We fuck. And when I tell you that shit was like five minutes long, like it was like so short. I have, first of all, I've never had, this is like the worst sex I've ever had in my entire life. Like it was, it was besides the five minutes, because it was five minutes and it was just like, was it like a good size though? Um, it was decent. It had like a nice curve. Okay. It was kind of like, it wasn't big at all, but it had like a nice little like, <laughs> but the thing is it's like for me i'm i'm the type of person because a lot of times like having sex with some dudes like it's just like you can't i don't know some dudes don't think about women and like their pleasure Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and so for me i can still get off even if 
make you not focus on that. But mm. I didn't even have like time to do that. <laughs> like I was just like, what the fuck? So I'm like, so after he after he finishes, I'm thinking, okay, well, it could be like a round two situation because that's sometimes what happens. But this fool was like knocked the fuck out. Like he was like, <sighs> like story the whole time. I was like, you got to get the fuck out. You ha-. So I'm like texting my friends. I'm like, what? I'm like, do you hear this right now? Like I like recorded it. Bitch, you didn't text me, bitch. I would have... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I was like texting my like my college friends. We were like laughing about it, and uh, I was just like, "He needs to get the fuck out." Finally, he leaves, and then he's like, "I'm so sorry for disappointing you." Blah blah blah. Oh, he knew that he had gave you this. He knew he had gave you bad. Bro, day. like it was five fucking minutes, and then he like was knocked the fuck out. Like it was. <laughs> you know what scene I just thought about in Way to Excel? What? When he was grunting on... When- yes! I mean, he wasn't grunting. He wasn't grunting like that, but he was just kind of like... It was not good. It was just, like, not good at all. Mm. So, I was like... But that's never that's never happened to me before. I mean, like, it has. Like, when Welcome I even like when I was, like, in high school or something. But, like, <laughs> I just never had it where it was, it was like that, so... So that was something that was interesting. So I had like my first like true one night stand mm-hmm. in the UK. But other than that, it was a really cool place. Well, at least you got the XP. Yeah. Yes. And it was like funny. Like it was whatever. Um, like it wasn't like a bad thing. It was just like, I have, wow, this was this five was minutes. Five minutes of nothing. Oh, um, so it was really bad. But the UK is dope. Um, black people are dope there too. Black people are dope everywhere. Um, and yeah, so it was good. It was good. Okay. Loved it. So the good pussy vibes reads, you had to live who you weren't to know who you, who you are. Once again, you had to live who you weren't to know who you are by Jada Pickett Smith. And I just, I, um, and Dana Vivian White, um, tweeted that out and I just, it spoke to me because uh, I think a lot of times we forget that we really do have to live these experiences of trying to figure things out to get to where we actually get to know ourselves and understand who we are. So that is the good bussy vibes. Just Kelly, we'd like to thank you for coming and thank being you. your lovely self. Um, where would you like the bussy hive to find you or where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook at J U S S S K L Y. I'm all over the place. Follow me. And on my YouTube channel as well. Subscribe to my page. I'm always here for this shit. Do you have any upcoming things happening? Nah, not really. Okay. Not nothing that I can talk about right now. Okay. Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll get ready, y'all. Get ready. We'll, yeah. I'm sure it'll be amazing. It's going to be dope. Definitely. As always, Bussy Hive, you can follow us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, um... Google Music Play and Spotify, um, as well as on Twitter and Instagram, eprethai. Um, on Instagram, it is a zero instead of a O, just so y'all know. But at this point, y'all should be able to find this because if y'all, we say it every time, every episode. Um, just Kelly, we would like to thank you for coming and being an amazing guest. Amber, thank you for just you know being an amazing co-host and just being my my friend and my partner with our. And as always, we see how we appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Bye.